we can try to move forward by learning concepts, by telling ourselves a new story, by positively affirming what we want. However, yes, we are spirit. Yes, we are mind, but we are also flesh. Welcome to another episode of Let Her Lead podcast with me, Sigrid Tassius, creatress of the Hair Method, embodiment master coach, trauma-informed facilitator, medicine woman, and author. And you have found the podcast for women ready to leave, love, and lead from a space of deep embodiment, liberated expression, pleasure, authenticity, abundance, and true power. Each episode is filled with insights, tools, practices, and stories that can support you to upgrade your life, relationships, and legacy. If you are listening to this episode and something really resonates or lands for you, please make sure to share it on your socials, tag me so that I can connect with you, I can see it, and I can reshare it on my account as well. Now, let's get to today's episode. Today's episode is all about bringing a deeper understanding to these concepts of embodiment and somatics and nervous system and trauma and regulation, really making sure that you understand those words. They have become a little bit of bass, trendy words, and yet you'll hear me use those words a lot. You hear me speaking about trauma and somatics and nervous system and embodiment work a lot because it is such a big part of what I do. And because it is such an important thing to be aware of. So this episode is to ensure that you really have a deep understanding of what we're talking about when you hear me talking about these concepts in every single other podcast episode. Whether you're new to this conversation or whether you have studied this, you are aware of this, what these things mean already, I truly believe that this episode will support you in deepening your relationship and your knowledge around those things and will support you to identify aspects of your own inner work journey as well as learning how to communicate around those concepts even more. So this is a must, must listen episode. Um, I mean, of course, you're a sovereign being and you get to choose whether you listen to it or not. But my recommendation is that you truly give this a listen before you go into any other episode in Let Her Lead podcast, because these concepts will come up. These things will be spoken about. And if you have a deeper understanding around what I mean when I say those things, you will receive that much more from each episode moving forward. And even if you just listen to this episode and not another ever again, this will enrich your life and bring so much awareness and so much depth to you. So highly recommend. I hope you get as much value from it as I feel you will. And let's dive in. Okay, so let's dive right into these concepts. Embodiment. What is embodiment? What does this word that everyone's talking about these days mean? If we go into Google and search for the description for this, it will say that it is a tangible or visible form of an idea, quality, or feeling. So we could think of embodiment work as the work we do to take these ideas, 
qualities, concepts, and feelings we feel, we like, we see, we read, make sense, and make them tangible and visible through the way we be and how we show up. Put even more simply, it is the work of coming fully into the body. In today's world, in our society, it's so easy to be led by our minds. We are trained and encouraged to live our lives conceptually, to think about what happened and try to assess, make risk assessments about what's going to happen now and in the future based on what happened in the past. And we're constantly strategizing or trying to strategize our way through life. So there is such an emphasis on our mind and mindset work and everything to do with the mind, everything to do with concepts. Now, yes to consuming information, yes to the podcast, yes to reading the books, yes to all of that. But unless we bring those concepts, that knowledge into our bodies, we are missing 90% of it. Because information without integration means nothing. We can't do anything with information alone. Yes, information is beautiful. It's, people say information is power. Well, depending on what you use it for and how you use it for. But if you want true power, integration is power. Information is just information. Integration is power. And this is what embodiment work is all about. It's about integrating these concepts that we read about, that we hear about, that we think about, that we're told about, integrating them into the body. But as I said, even put more simply, it is the journey of coming back into your body. It is the journey of inhabiting your body. And I may get a little bit deeper with this at some point, but We'll keep it simple this time, but I will just plant a seed that in my experience is about inhabiting our bodies, meaning not just our physical body, but our light body, our energy body. We can't be and move forward in total integration and embodiment unless we are acknowledging and integrating our multidimensionality. But that just gets a lot more complicated or more complex. So we're going to talk about this maybe another time. For now, when we talk about embodiment, think about it as your journey back to your body, your journey back to the present moment. Because the emphasis is so much in the mind, most of us, we could say we live in our bodies, but we're not actually present to them. We're not actually in the body. We numb ourselves. We distract ourselves. We suppress our emotions. We disconnect from our bodies because it doesn't feel or it didn't growing up feel safe to live here and now. So the journey of embodiment is a journey of coming back to your body fully. Now, nervous system. What is this? Put simply, again, I'd like to stay away from nerding out too much so that everybody can get it. We can think about it as the organized network of nerve tissue in the body. That includes the central nervous system, the brain and spinal cord, the peripheral nervous system, which is the nerves that extend from the spinal cord to the rest of the body, and the nerve tissue. Now we're going to simplify this even more. In other words, the nervous system is what commands and directs everything that we do and feel. Everything is impacted by it. The way our bodies regulate temperature, 
the way our bodies deal with our digestion, breath, sleep, moods, pain, it all comes back to, in one way or another, our nervous system. It's mind-blowing. When we actually start looking at it, it's crazy. So I like to call this our command center because it really does command it all. And we'll go into it a little bit deeper towards the end of this episode with a few analogies that will support you to understand how this is so. But for now, stay with this concept. Nervous system, command center. It commands everything. Your movement, your breath, your sleep, your digestion, your pain, your sensation, all of it. And of course, as a result, how you show up in the world, how you perceive reality, not how you perceive, but how you experience reality. Big, 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 big impact in every single area of your life. Now, trauma. Let's go with trauma. Trauma is anything that was too much, too fast, or too soon for your nervous system. We tend to think of trauma as capital T trauma, meaning the death of a loved one or a car accident or uh, intense sexual abuse or um, intense physical abuse. And I mean, physical abuse, physical sexual abuse, period. However, trauma is actually just anything that was considered, received or processed as too much or too fast or too soon by your nervous system meaning putting your hand up at school to answer a question the teacher asked and getting it wrong or someone laughing at you or the teacher making a slight different face than what you're used to and you thinking that she didn't like you or whatever all of those situations can be considered and registered as trauma Mom saying she'll be back by seven and not being back at seven. That can be registered as trauma. Someone being mean to you at school, trauma. There are so many different cases that when we actually start to look at what trauma really is, it's so different for each of us. But really, I want you to stay just with this understanding. It is not only this huge traumatic things that our minds would go into when thinking of capital T trauma. It is anything that your system, your nervous system, your command center experienced and registered as too much, too fast, or too soon. Now, what about somatic work? Somatic work, as I like to say it, is about helping the body to rewrite events on a body-based level so that you can experience more freedom and harmony. Because everything we experience all past events get trapped in the body and play themselves out repeatedly in our lives through imposing what was then, the past, into what's now, the present. So intrusive images, thoughts, tension, fear, panic, stress, unhealthy patterns, sadness, numbness, chronic pain, these are all ways in which our past continues to live in our present because certain energy, and it's just that, just energy, has not been moved or released from our bodies. And our bodies store all of it. Our bodies remember even what our minds don't. 
So what I speak about when I say somatic work is the work of freeing the body so that you can experience the present moment for what it is. And we do this through rewriting the stories your body has written into her. Bringing a sense of safety where you previously knew danger. Bringing a sense of harmony where your body has known stress and or overwhelm. So when you hear me speaking about expanding your somatic capacity, I am talking about expanding your capacity to be with things, with life, with presence and dignity, without collapsing and projecting what was then, the past, what hurt you in the past, what you got scared of in the past, into what is now, in this present moment. When you hear me speaking about anchoring something somatically, what I speak about is grounding something into your body. So that, as I said at the start, it's not only your mind that gets it, but your body gets it. So there's a big difference there. And as I said, it is only energy. But when the energy is there and it's stuck in your body, in our bodies, we can't really be present. We can't experience life for what it is now. So we experience our relationships, we experience career stuff, we experience our leadership, we experience life, every aspect of our lives, we experience it through the lenses of what was then. And oftentimes when we don't understand this, we make ourselves wrong and think something's wrong with me. I keep doing all of the mindset work and all of the positive affirmations and I've been doing the NLP and I've been doing all of that stuff and nothing is changing. And the reason why it's not changing, it's not other than because your body is still there. So your mind might be moving forward. You might be becoming, quote unquote, more conscious and more aware and more mature cognitively, conceptually, mentally. But if your body isn't catching up, it's like trying to climb a mountain with just one leg while the other one's like, 80 kilos heavier, sorry for those of you in the US, I still don't know how to speak in pounds, but trying to climb a mountain with this super heavy leg, dragging this heavy leg while you try to climb with the other one, it's, it's gonna take a lot of effort if you ever get there, right? Because that's, that's just the nature of our bodies, that's the nature of our beings, and this is something that I may go into more in another episode, but it's something that I understood also on a perhaps spiritual level, is that we are bounded by our flesh. So we can try to move forward by learning concepts, by telling ourselves a new story, by positively affirming what we want, however... Yes, we are spirit. Yes, we are mind, but we are also flesh. We are bone and muscles and organs. We are flesh. We are our physical bodies and we are bounded by them. So we can only go as high as our bodies can rise. So if we try to evolve mentally, conceptually, but our bodies are filled with density of trauma, 
if our bodies are carrying this energy that hasn't been released, hasn't been moved, we stay dense. <laughs> we stay here with the trauma in our bodies. We can't bypass our biology. We simply can't. I've heard of stories of people that um, sporadically, spontaneously, just randomly enlighten. So I'm not going to say can't happen. But my experience working with thousands of people on this, my experience in my personal life as a human, relating to many humans, is that we cannot bypass our biology. So we can't move forward in an integrated way unless we're taking our bodies with us. And that means unless we are doing the trauma work, unless we are doing the somatic work, unless we are doing the deep, nervous system recalibration work that will allow us to meet this present moment in an integrated way. Because again, our minds might be here thinking, oh yeah, I'm ready for a relationship. Oh yeah, I know I'm a great leader. Oh yeah, I know I can be a multimillionaire. Oh yeah, I know I can achieve X, Y, and Z. Oh no, oh yeah, I can, I know I can. Our minds might be there. They might not be. But even if even when our minds are there, our bodies need to be on board. Until your nervous system feels safe to be, do, or have something, none of the positive affirmations will do anything to attract it. Because again, nervous system, command center. Command center, it's like taking care of you, making sure that you are safe. So in this case, if we on a nervous system level, don't feel safe to be, do, or have something. Even if we attract it, we will do anything that we can, everything we possibly can, to sabotage it, to push it away. This is why we hear about these people. There's actually a study, I forget how much it is, but like a crazy number, 70, 80% or something like that of people that win the lottery are just as broke, commonly even more than they were before they won the lottery, only two years after. How is that possible? How is it possible that such a huge percentage of people that win large amounts of money, instead of continuing to expand their wealth instead of remaining holding their wealth instead of expanding in that way they lose it and not just lose it all but lose it all and some it's because their nervous system doesn't feel ready to be that wealthy person to have that level of wealth or ease or opportunity and to do something with that money that is going to support them. Their somatic capacity, their somatic container cannot hold it. This is why sometimes we hear the, we all have a friend or know of someone, or maybe you are that person that constantly says they're ready for a relationship. They're ready. I'm ready for my king. I am ready for my queen. I am ready for my tribe if you're into that. Like, I am ready for my person. However, every single time they call in a partner that's like literally perfect, couldn't be any better, they push it away. 
They always find something, a reason why this is not their person. It's not good enough yet. I am still not sure. We all know that person that's so in resistance of relationship, but they tell themselves they're ready for it. So see, there's a lack of congruence between what we say, positive affirmations, thoughts, concepts, ideas, and how we be, who we be and how we show up, what we carry, what we can hold. And what we can hold and who we be and how we carry things is completely related to how deeply we've devoted ourselves to our embodiment work or completely related to the level of availability that our nervous system has for that. I will say that because some of us are born and raised with a certain availability for things and unavailability for others. So each person is different in that. But it comes back to that. And I want to share an analogy with you that I feel really lands for people. Let's say that my phone, I've got my phone. And as I'm recording this podcast episode, an alarm goes off. And instead of turning it off and maybe pausing and recording again, I go off about how I am so annoyed at my phone. I am so tired of my phone because every day at, I don't know what time it is right now, but maybe 12 p.m., every day at 12 p.m., it just rings an alarm and it goes off and it interrupts whatever it is that I'm doing and I don't like it. I wanted to be recording a podcast episode, but instead this just messed it up and you would think I'm maybe crazy, maybe going through a really challenging mental health episode, you wouldn't understand why I don't just go and change the default settings, right? You'd say, Secret, there's, there's an option. You just go to your phone and you press the button and you say, you know, basically you're saying, do not ring this alarm at this time. Or you change the time of when you want this alarm to sound. But there, there are options. You just need to go to the default settings and change them right? I have another default setting where I think it's at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. All of my apps in my phone shut down. So if I want to use them, I have to go and say ignore limit and then I can use them. If I called you for coffee, we went to have a, a meeting or just meet up to catch up and I spend the first 20 minutes of our conversation just going on about how I'm so upset because I really want to use my phone at 7 p.m. And I am ready to use my apps at 7 p.m. And I have this desire to just edit pictures or do something on my phone at 7 p.m. But all of these apps just shut down. And I keep telling my phone, why do you shut down? And I keep telling, do not do this. But they just shut down. You would think, what's, what's, what's going on, Secret? Are you okay? Right? Because it would be so obvious to you that that's just something I go and change in the default settings. Now, when it comes to us, as people, as humans, and our human experiences, our human patterns, our human behaviors, we tend to forget that we too have default settings. Our command center, our nervous system, has a set of default settings. And we either forget this or we just don't know. But now you know. So our nervous system has a set of default settings too. 
And when we want to transform the way we show up, let's say when something gets a little bit uncomfortable or when we get triggered or when we get a little bit too close to people and our fears of our intimacy or our avoiding attachment style patterns start to come up, we shut down. Maybe like the apps, we have a default setting where we shut down. We say, okay, too close, too much intimacy, shut down now. Or at the slightest sense of rejection, we shut down. Or at the slightest sense of criticism, we shut down. So maybe that's the default setting that you have. Maybe the default setting that you have is one of um, aggression where you blame and attack like the alarm that goes off at 12 p.m. Maybe when certain thing happens, you just go there even if it's just in your mind even if it's just in a passive aggressive way maybe your default settings are one of self-doubt or asking other people for their opinion before making choices maybe it's one of over explaining maybe it's one of oversharing maybe it's one of disassociating and leaving your body maybe there's so many different patterns so many different de default settings and you get to find out what yours are But the reason why I share this analogy is so that you know that it is not that you're faulted or wrong or broken or something is wrong with you because the mindset work hasn't worked or because the positive affirmations haven't brought about the things that you desired or because maybe you have manifested the things that you desired and now feel completely unfulfilled anyways. You really get to look at What are the patterns that are showing up in your space? What are the ways in which you are behaving or experiencing reality? The things that you are feeling, perhaps. The ways in which you constantly find yourself feeling or experiencing others in dynamics, in relationships. Um, the ways in which you experience yourself. You really get to look at that and see what isn't working for you. And know that it is a matter of shifting the default settings. Because as I said, if your nervous system doesn't feel ready and safe to be, do, or have something, it will do everything that it can to sabotage that thing so that you are safe. So that you don't keep calling into your reality things that feel like too much, too fast, or too soon to your system. So when we want to call in bigger lives, bigger relationships, And by bigger, I mean more satisfying, more pleasurable, more conscious, more mature, more balanced, whatever it is for you. When you want to be able to store bigger missions or more wealth, your somatic container, your somatic capacity needs to be able to hold that. And how we do that, how we expand your capacities through doing the embodiment work, somatic work, trauma work nervous system regulation work so that you become the space so that your nervous system feels safe and then you can be do and have those things that you desire so in the coming episodes we will have so many different conversations that will support you to identify different patterns that are playing out in your life different things that maybe you haven't even considered are possible for you Episodes that can inspire and activate you and also give you a lot of different tools and practices to try on.
to support you in starting to shift your default settings. And as I said, we're going to be talking about these concepts that we talked about today, embodiment, trauma, somatic capacity, somatic containers, somatic work, uh, nervous system regulation. So if at any point you feel to review or revisit this episode, then fully trust yourself with that. These are big concepts. And even for those of us that are in this study, even those of us that work with this, there's always so much more to learn. So I have tried to make this as simple as possible. There is so much nerding that we could be doing, if that's even a word, it is now, but really simplifying it so that it's really easy and digestible. And you may want to revisit this episode as many times as it serves you. I know that I have been in this work for over a decade and I am still learning so much. I am still learning how to simplify this within myself and to really learn about the nuances and the subtleties and the power of this work. And what I will also say to finalize, to finish this episode, is that sometimes especially today where we see more of this work on social media and online. Sometimes we can think of trauma work and somatic work as these huge cathartic processes where it's like the breath work where people are having exorcisms and screaming and people are doing stuff over them and it looks really chaotic, it looks really big, it looks really cathartic. And sometimes that can be the expression that your system, your body needs to release some energy, to move some energy. And those practices are really powerful. I work with that too. I'm a breathwork practitioner as well. And I love that we have those tools to release in a bigger way. Breathwork and rage practices and anger release and all grief and all of that stuff. But sometimes it also can be a really subtle, really gentle work. And I want you to know this because our egos sometimes tend to think that bigger is better, louder is more impactful, and we want things fast. So we tend to go for the cathartic big thing because we just want results now. We want results here, we want results yesterday. And we think that the bigger it is, the more dramatic it is, the louder it is, the more powerful it is. Well, in reality, some of those practices and some of those bigger expressions, more cathartic expressions, are awesome to release and move big stagnant energy. However, integration is key. And a lot of people are doing the big releases in the breath work or in the plant medicine ceremonies and whatever but they're not integrating afterwards and without integration the default settings aren't necessarily shifted your container might be a little bit lighter you might be creating more space in your body for sure and there will be a repercussion to that you will feel the difference after that however when we're talking about long-term lasting shifts integration cannot be bypassed cannot be missed so you'll hear me talk about integration as well a lot and that is why because as i said earlier if we want to move in life in a really wholesome way 
we must do it in a really integrated way. We can't move forward leaving parts of ourselves behind. And this is in part, we'll talk about many more things in this podcast, but this is in part the premise of this, this show. And I'm so excited to share more about it with you. I'm so excited for our next episode and everything that is to come. I hope you enjoyed this episode and that it landed for you in a valuable way. If you want more of this content, be sure to subscribe so you get notified when new episodes are released. And since you're already here, if you want to leave us a rating and a review, that would be so deeply appreciated. You can also find me on Instagram at Sigritasias for more free transformational and inspirational content. And if you want to receive updates on all of the different things, offers, events, free resources that we have for you, then come and join my inner circle. Go to sigritasias.com slash inner circle and subscribe over there. I will leave all of the links in the show notes for you and I will connect with you on the next episode. Lots of love.